And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. On today's episode of The Glue Guys, Brian, hot new goss on them streets. Yes, the streets are talking. Boston, Brooklyn, talking trade. When is that going wrong? Hey, we'll talk about it right here on the show. the glue guys this is mike here say hello brian hello. check us out on twitter at bk glue guys netsdaily.com the athletic get yourself behind the paywall the athletic.com slash glue guys a subsidiary the new york times brian michael we got some news uh, that's Go are back news. in the news. <laughs> back in the news. It's the news. news 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 um Sham Sharani, an uh, interesting timeline if you've been mm. awake for the past 24 hours like I have. I've just been at the news mill, digging through the news coal, okay. and shoving in <laughs> into the Twitter furnace. Nice. Um, uh, I think it was at 2.28 a.m., Woj tweeted out that the Celtics are interested in Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. A little odd. Mm. It's a very thin story that from is Woj. It was just... Who wouldn't be interested in Kevin Durant? Yeah. You know? Who wouldn't be desiring, lusting after the beautiful yeah. seven-foot sharpshooter named Kevin Durant? Like, what do we think about these, this this new development? What do you think? Where do you think these rumors are coming from? What's going on here? <laughs> this one? I <laughs> well, mean, people have been bandying this about. SB Nation talked about it a while ago. Um, shout sure. out to whoever wrote that, whose name I forgot. But... Um, it's the Jalen Brown thing has been kind of floating in the ether, way less so than the other names and teams out there. And then all of a sudden, it comes to the forefront from from Woj, who is a known plant for Sean Marks. <laughs> well, not even that. Sean Sharania follows up with his own story, way more detailed. Okay, has actual two trade proposals. One that the Celt. This is key. This is key line, and we mm-hmm. should all be aware of this. The Celtics offered. Jalen Brown, Derek White, and a draft pick to the Nets for Kevin Durant. Yeah. Glue Guys Theater. It'd be a very quick episode. I'd hang up the phone. Yeah. That's a quick hang yeah. up the phone. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the proposal was rejected, as Sham says. And then Brooklyn asked, in any proposal, it has to include Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, draft picks, plural, and one more potentially one more rotation player. Mm. Um, and I'm sure you didn't see this, but Brian Windhorse was on uh, the ESPN radio affiliate in Arizona. Okay. The greater Scottsdale. You, you really are Arizona. digging through the coal. I'm impressed. The yeah. leader in sports talk <laughs> in Yuma County. And, um, but not Mariposa County. No, is that I mean, or Maricopa County? Excuse me. 
going, getting, tapping into my Jake Tapper. Mariposa and diving back in. is the Spanish word Mariposa. for butterfly, is what that is. It's also a song from Encanto, which you oh probably still have yet yeah, to I touch. should not have. Yeah, no uh, worry. That's where it came from. <laughs> uh, so Windhorse, Windhorse has been so, fu- he's so goddamn cocky out, mm. out here. He is so cocky lately. Does he ramp it up on the, it. on the local radio shows? Is that where he gets a little He's bit just, more? He just, ever since that Rudy Gobert first take, mm-hmm. finger here, what about this? Very yeah. strange that the Nets traded for Royce O'Neal and that the Jazz, mm-hmm. ever since he did that, he's just been, he, he has let it fly. Yeah. Like a divorcee in spring break. Do you think he'll go back to the fingers? Like that's going to be his... Like his sitcom gimmick, you know, his sort of like Kramer <laughs> walk in the door shtick. <laughs> it's, it's the funny thing. It's the opposite energy of Kramer, right? Mm. Kramer's the jump in, head bobbing through the door. Yeah, he was just very. He's more Newman esque, frankly. Ooh. Not I'm not well, comparing. Come body on, types. Mike. Not comparing. Hey, yeah, you know I don't compare. Body I know. Types. I know. Um. So, anyways, <laughs> um, he was on Yuma County's local radio sports leader for Great. sports talk number one in the demo 25 to 44 yeah uh, the blitz only <laughs> and he was saying this rumor is like weeks old maybe it was talked about maybe a trade proposal was made mm. weeks ago okay but he's like i guarantee you the nets have not made or are actively seeking out trade proposals yeah throwing ice cold scottsdale water <laughs> on top of uh, you went water with buzz. that huh I was going to say like RC Cola. What are they drinking in Scottsdale? In Scottsdale? Yeah. I don't know. It's that iced tea culture. Yeah. It could be a sweet tea. Yeah. A Nesky. I don't know though. I don't think it is a sweet tea culture. I think Scottsdale it's a lot of Scottsdale listeners. Hit us up. People. Email us. Netspot at gmail.com. We want to know what your, what your beverage of choice is. Well, Brian, this is one of your favorite things. A lot of ex-Chicagoans live down in Scottsdale. Okay. They drink pop. It's a pop down. It's a pop is it town. a pop town? Mm. It's a pop town. I love that. Down there. Uh, down there in the, in the heat. Um, so what to make of this trade proposal? There's a couple of angles that we could be taking. Yeah. One is, um, the, my favorite angle, which is the Nets know that they are not trading Kevin Durant now that they know that no offer is going to come through in the next two months Mm -hmm. that is going to unmoor them from the Kevin Durant barge from which they are currently parked at. Um, so what they're doing is sowing dissent amongst mm. their rivals mm. and they are um, doing a, a, not even a disinformation campaign. They're doing a leak campaign in order to dis- disrupt the chemistry in other locker rooms. This is a very particular leak yeah. because it is so specific. If you read the Sham story, yeah, the Woj one is flims- flimsy flamsy. Oh, okay. Shots fired, but okay. Shams has the two proposals. Yeah, even though Woj is a friend of the show as well, because yeah. he tweeted us out that one time. Huge friend. Um, they tweeted out, you know, not they tweeted out. Shams reported the, that Jalen Brown was in both the trade proposals, and the Celtics offered Jalen Brown in one of those trades. Mm-hmm. Now, if Jalen Brown, if he could separate himself from himself for a second, yeah, he would realize that like if the Celtics are going to offer a trade, I have to be in it. Like he has to be in any kind of trade. Grant Williams, Rob Williams, and Marcus Smart isn't going to get you Kevin Durant, so he has to be in it. But it, it, he, he already did. I think he tweeted out, "OMG, SMH." 
mm-hmm. uh, on Twitter, Jalen Brown. Okay. The, he has been in trade rumors for years. Yeah. As a guy who the Celtics, if they want to level up, they just go to the finals. Obviously, they're a young team. It's not like the, the, this is the end of the road for them. Do you believe on any level that this is a Mark's mastermind conspiracy theory to leak this, not a disinformation campaign, but an information campaign in order to sort of sow dissent within the greater Boston area? Yeah, I am trying to think about like what other plausible scenario, if if this has been on the shelf for weeks, as Windhorse suggests, like what is... If not for that, then what? Like, give me a another like scenario. Because uh, if it's just like standard, like what is when something leaks? I mean, there's obviously just a don't attribute to malice what you can to, um, you know, ignorance or whatever that damn that idiom. You know, you know what that is. Wow, you did watch yeah. the Gray Man. <laughs> um, so like, uh, maybe not uh, or not ignorance, but just like general disorganization. Not to say that they're disorganized, but like things leak. I guess that's possible. Um, yeah, it's 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 always tempting to attribute some kind of mastermind, some some plot. Um, but like outside of just like plain, um, you know, inattention to details on the leakage front, what what else could be the reason for that from either side? I'm really trying to think. This is my thinking phase. Well, for from Brooklyn to leak, it's to sow dissent. I will say there's a, there is an angle to Boston leaking this thing. Okay. There's two yeah, different tell angles. Me that. Yeah, give me that angle. One is that not everyone's on board, whether it be ownership or whatever, to trading Jalen Brown for Kevin Durant. But yet, let's say Brad Stevens is so of the mind, Kevin Durant is the guy to, like, we need to get Kevin Durant to win a championship. You can leak something like this to kind of create a PR test balloon to be like, what's the reaction <laughs> in Boston, right? That's, what's the reaction if we do trade? Let's float this out here. If I we like trade Jalen Brown and Marcus little, Smart, yeah, unlikely. That feels unlikely. What, yeah, it, it, I know it does. No, happen, I'm with though. you. I know I'm with you. It, yeah. it happens. It's a very common PR thing. Where like, you know, if you're a Hollywood studio and you leak out, here are the three people we want for the new Han Solo role, and it's Miles mm. Teller, Nicholas Holt, and Alden Ehrenreich. I know one of those names. Guess who got the role? Miles Alden Alden uh, Aaron Reich. Yeah, <laughs> for, for what movie? The sounds very specific. Hans the solo. Oh, movie. the solo. Movie. Hans sorry, solo. Movie. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I, I and, woke up in the so middle you, of a REM cycle today. I'm sorry. Bear with me. I apologize. Yeah, yeah no. and this is a real loosey goosey pod, <laughs> and we're going to talk about the trade proposals in like a very like realistic sense. Yeah. You you like I'm from the Celtics side, like they could theoretically leak this out on some level just to test with the fan base. Um, sort of with other people within basketball, if we trade Jalen Brown, what's the reaction going to be? Because he's obviously a beloved player. Marcus Smart, of course, is ultra beloved in Boston. But I think we all understand as basketball fans that Kevin Durant is on a tier that Jalen Brown will never be in. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's possible it could come out. I, I do think it's funny that we've just been told for weeks now that nothing's happening. And both Woj and Shams have something like this come out within, you know, an hours-ish span of each other, yeah. right? A couple hours where Shams has more detail, but Woj had it sort of first. Um, I I don't know why a sudden change would happen beyond the fact that the Nets are just trying to basically F with their rivals on some level, you know? And it's a very easy thing to do. I mean, if, if Brad Stevens called Sean Marks and said... I will give you Jalen Brown plus yeah. other stuff for Kevin Durant. 
as Sean Marks, you should be like, well, I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to leak this because I know I'm not trading Kevin Durant for Derek White. So I'm happy to leak this because I know I'm also not trading him to the Celtics regardless. Yeah. Um, so I think it's possible. Do you want to do a little devil's advocate sort of and say like, yeah. okay, take it at face value. Advocate, do, for, do, advocate for the devil. Do yeah. we, <clears throat> this is actually not devil's advocate, but like taking it at face value. Do we like these packages? Um, probably not, but <laughs> I, well, here's the other, and I don't want to throw a flaming vaccine on this, but uh, is Jalen Brown not also a anti-vaxxer and sort of similarly cause for concern on that front as an prospective New York player? For I think we could probably figure that pretty easily if we Google Jalen Brown in Toronto. I, I, I looked. This Toronto's mo- always the oh, yeah. placebo that effect is, of that's any the, yeah that's experiment. The <laughs> yeah, um, they are. I will say that. So this is like really going down the rabbit hole, and I don't agree with this line of thinking. When Kyrie Irving left Boston, there were a few pretty vocal Celtics players who were def- defending Kyrie. Marcus Smart was one of them. Marcus Smart came out and said when Kyrie was like, there was some racist stuff happening in Baltimore, Baltimore, Boston. Wow. Sorry. I know. We're, I've been, I've been, I'm deep in it. <laughs> What's your um, excuse? I, yeah. Mine's are yeah, lame. Yeah. Absolutely none. Yeah. Uh, besides the giant spider slash tick bite. Which oh, is yeah. Mike, Mike has, is, is going to be, a, you're going to be a Marvel superhero soon, Mike, potentially. Silver lining. Or dead. Or dead. Or dead. It cuts or both dead. ways. Either or. Yeah. Um, uh, Marcus Smart defended Kyrie, even though Kyrie wasn't on the team. Jalen Brown seemingly is still close with Kyrie on some level. Mm. Could it, like there is some version of this that the Nets trade <laughs> Kevin Durant and keep Kyrie for this year, and they're not making this trade because they know that. Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart will make Kyrie happy. They are making this trade because they know that those are two guys that can play with Kyrie, and they do fit next to Kyrie Irving pretty mm-hmm. easily. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't. So if we rank the packages, the thing is we don't even know what the real packages are because we've just been told over and over again the trade market is so dead. Yeah. But let's just go best asset. Let's say it's Jalen Brown versus Scotty Barnes versus Brandon Ingram. Where does your basketball fantasy brain go to? Uh, fantasy brain goes to Ingram, but basketball other brain goes to Scotty Barnes. Um, Jalen Brown doesn't. Oh I mean, wow! I know we we've Look talked at about you, Bri. <laughs> what? You know, no, I you're, you're I'm surprised. surprised. Oh, you I'm thought I was going to go Jalen Brown? You know, go then Jalen Brown. Well, yeah. you know, also the the Nets homer in me like habitually underrates Boston players, which is a it's a huge <laughs> blind spot, recurring blind spot for me. Um, also, a little bit I do that for the Raptors too, but um, I just think in terms of like the potential for true blue chip, like you know maybe top ten player, uh, I, I feel like Scotty Barnes. That's like somewhat within reach. Jalen Brown, I don't know. I don't know that his skill set necessarily like says like okay you can like truly he can be the alpha one a engine of of a team in the same way that Scotty Barnes could potentially again they're they're in different places in their career so on and so forth but uh, I just think that that's like there's like a higher ceiling there and for those reasons if we're gonna go like sort of in a re I mean the problem with like retooling around Jalen Brown again in this hypothetical universe is I I really don't think it makes like it makes us in the championship conversation in the, in the short term and long term. It still kind of 
you know, it creates that like, you know, we're above average, you know, better than mediocre, but still like in the five, four, three seed potentially zone. Um, I mean, this and this is dependent on like the Kyrie Ben Simmons situation, but uh, it doesn't make us better tomorrow, um, nor does Scotty Barnes, but Scotty Barnes could. It's more of a rebuild, I guess. It's the I guess the argument you can break it down on. Do we want to do a true rebuild around this or or kind of mitigate that and go for some upfront success? Yeah, I think if I'm being like ultra honest and trying to remove my own biases, I think Jalen Brown's the best player of those three. The Scotty Barnes, Brandon Ingram, Jalen Brown. To caveat, I, I'll say Joy I agree Cup. with that like presently, you know, but I'm again I'm I'm sort of doing a, a rebuild for the future argument. Right, right. Mm. And and so here's what's appealing of like so that's again, we caveat, caveat, caveat. We don't have there's no rumors that the Pelicans are gonna trade anyone for Kevin Durant. Um, and from everything we've been told, Toronto has been resistant to putting in Scotty Barnes. You had your finger up. Yes. Well, I was going to say also just to add context to the Ingram. It's not that I, I think Ingram is, I, I think he's the third best player on that list, but fantasy wise, he's a stat packer. It's a little bit uh, of those empty calorie stats, but fantasy wise, quite, quite a good player. Just put that out there. I put Jalen Brown number one because his, so like, let's say Scotty Barnes matures, Right, like so. The problem with Scotty Barnes is he can't shoot. He's a he's the the funny thing is, defensively he's similar to Jalen Brown, though he, I think he's more versatile. Ultimately, mm-hmm. offensively he does the one thing. The one thing that Scotty Barnes does really well is the thing that Jalen Brown does the worst, which is Scotty Barnes can be like your point forward, run the offense a little bit, control like actually handle the ball and dish it out, run the break and all that stuff. Where like Jalen Brown cannot dribble. And it's kind of amazing he's as productive as he is when he has no ability to actually dribble the basketball. Yeah. The, and, but part of why I would put Jalen Brown number one over those guys is that, like, I've seen, like, the defense is just significantly better than Brandon Ingram. Like, I, I have full faith that, like, there's some kind of fascination in my head. Like, we're going to tear this thing down, and it's going to be, destro- like, destroyed completely. Like a Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Ben Simmons defense. Mm, it is kind of a fun thought. Is like that. That is like that's some tough boy stuff. Mm-hmm. That's some big old beefy men out there on the court who all can switch, who all can get the rebound, and who all can, not besides Jalen Brown, can take it down the court and you know have a transition bucket. And like Marcus Smart and Ben Simmons together. Is should be ter- terrifying for a bunch of teams because yeah. of how switchable those two dudes are, and Brown is a top fifteen. Wing I mean, defender I'm trying to NBA, conceive easy. of a Nets team that's actually good at de- like a defensive identity led Nets team. It's 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 so unfathomable to, to think. Right? <laughs> it's, it's never been our thing. And like they they would have gone from two seasons ago being the greatest offensive team in NBA history in terms of f- efficiency when they were at their peak to like. I mean, offensively, it's not even actually going to be that bad because Marcus Smart has gotten his offensive game to the point where, like, he's not a liability at all on the floor. And Jalen Brown, like, regardless of how we feel about his ball handling, like, he stepped up more than Jason Tatum in the finals, in the bigger games. Like, there are moments when Jalen Brown can 
you know, take over and score eight points in a row for his yeah. team. Part of what was, I was, when I was eating crow on that, on our whole, I mean, that our like, remember when we were getting like railed on uh, Twitter about like our, that series preview, like podcast that we did, it's, it's got some really good memes in there. And one of them is that like Jalen Brown is just like, I'm like, eh, forget him. And like truly yeah. in the fourth quarter of every game, he just like, you know, dumped on us. Um, and that's kind of, that became kind of his identity in the playoffs. Um, yeah, it is fun to think about, though, like having Marcus Smart is like the exact kind of player that would, you know, you could just build an identity around. And we got, God, do we need an identity, Mike? We've been this fractured, identityless, three-headed monster of, of people who don't super connect with, with the audience. <laughs> I'll put it that way. <laughs> uh, and it could use a dose of that. I'm not trying to talk myself into this because I don't, I don't think we should do it. And I think that... Um, you know, our previous uh, podcasts about the potential for running it back still still loom large in my mind, but um, yes. it is fun to think about. Let's do this. Quick break. Coming back, I'm going to tell you the master plan. If this trade were to actually happen, what this plan indicates for the Nets' future. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And we're back. Brian? Before break, I promised you something. Okay. Okay. I promised you I'd right. reveal to you. I forgot what it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the master plan. <laughs> okay. If the Nets pulled it. So, like, I I think, like, again, to top this whole conversation, Windhorse said that this these trade discussions are weeks old, but yet for some reason we're hearing about it now mm. from two of the biggest newsbreakers in all of journalism, frankly, in Woj and Shams, right? So, like, they both are individually putting out this story yeah. within six hours of each other. And when yes says, <clears throat> excuse me, that it's no, like no big deal. It's a nothing burger essentially. But I will say this. If the, if, if the nets do trade Kevin Durant, let's say it's for Jalen Brown. Let's say the deal ends up being Jalen Brown, Marcus smart. You know, if it's those two guys, you're not going to get a super ton else. Like it's maybe like two first round picks and a little something else. Like, I really don't, because in the end, it seems like the Nets aren't going to get the mega offer that Rudy Gobert got, essentially. Um, so strange that that, like, this, that that happened, and now it's this huge point of comparison for, like, every other, like, it's a, a real tone, yeah. and then there's no other version of that out there for the way Danny better player. does it again, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's it's like, yeah. oh, my God. Yeah. So if it does happen, and they actually trade Kevin Durant, the Nets obviously can't tank because the Rockets have all their picks. But this is the kind of trade that sets up the Nets to be to sort of stabilize the franchise, to be in that three to six range that you talk about, mm -hmm. to be competitive for a year or two, to hopefully grow 
on some level because Brown is a younger guy and there's still young guys in this team. Like maybe Ben Simmons makes a comeback on some level mm-hmm. that it sets you back up for that chance to get the disgruntled superstar in two to three years. Mm-hmm. Like I think the only way you trade Kevin Durant, you're not going to get a piece that makes you a uh, you're you are out of championship contention if you don't have Kevin Durant. So what do you, what what should be the objective? So that's where it kind of goes back to our Scotty Barnes conversation where it's like, is it better actually to grab a much younger guy in Scotty Barnes who on a much cheaper contract and you don't know what his ceiling is, but it's pretty high. Or would you grab someone like Jalen Brown who, you know, I think we're like worst case scenario. He is what he is, which is, I I think he's an all-star. And frankly, if he, if he goes to the nets, he'd have to become, even more of a scoring threat and like sort of in the way that like Jeremy Grant suddenly scored 30 points a game or whatever for the Pistons. Yeah. Like Jalen Brown went up scoring 28 points per game with the Nets because they would kind of need him to. Mm. So I think any deal that they make uh, sort of the modus operandi of the Nets is going to become let's refresh. Yeah. Right. Stella got her groove back. Let's just, let's go to wherever she went in that movie. Some Caribbean island, I think, and okay. and just refresh. Yeah, I'm just also, and then be ready for the next lover. That the nets are appealing enough where if they just add you that you become a championship contender. Mm-hmm. Do you think this team trades Kevin Durant? This like let's say in the next two months, right? Like I'm not even I'm saying do, do they get to the season and Kevin Durant's in the roster? Because I think I don't think they make a trade, yeah. frankly. I mean, that this has been like on the shelf for two weeks and then bandied about in the way that it's being done. It's so interesting. And um, I mean, like we can theorize about the incentives behind it, but it just seems like uh, it, like there's, the cooling effect is on so many different fronts. Like it, we're just getting like the deal fatigue uh, is I don't know, like what also like how Kevin Durant feels about like how he would be reading these, these little news blips, you know, in the same way as like, is that a little bit of a threat to be like, well, you can go to Boston. And like, does he like, I don't, would, would Boston be, know that he doesn't want to go to Boston. (laughs) I don't know. Is there some special insight into not wanting to play for Boston? Uh, it, that's truly it. Not based on anything other than just like speculation about like, what, what would Kevin Durant be reading into this? Um, yeah, I mean, gun to my head, gun to my head in Roblox. Uh, I, I still maintain that we, (laughs) we are running, Running it back to a certain extent. Now that doesn't that that doesn't mean it's going to be the entire season of running it back. There there might be, but I don't. Do you really think that Kevin Durant's going to be the guy that like truly sits on the bench and protests? I just can't imagine that. That's really I, like the the last little bit of like evidence that we need to see to be like, okay, this is either going to happen or it isn't. And I think that like if I'm in the next Nets position, I I put that to the test. It's not going to affect the like the trade market, which is already poo poo. Yeah, I mean. You know, we just saw with Ben Simmons, like, ultimately, Daryl Morey got what he wanted out of Ben Simmons, a guy who didn't play basketball for him, right? Um, and the Nets, theoretically, could do the same thing. Though, what a debacle that season would be, because you knew, you know Kyrie's not going to, like, what, is then Kyrie going to play? I almost don't want to entertain it yet, because I can't imagine, because, like, I think this is, I think the indication from Kevin Durant is that, I will not play. I am not going to play. I don't want to be here. I think there would be a good enough offer that the Nets could take. Because I don't see like, there's not like a major offer looming out there that would 
completely changed the equation for the Nets. It's basically, hey, is it Scotty Barnes? Is it Brandon Ingram? Or is it Jalen Brown and like better stuff around Jalen Brown? That seems to be the market right now. Like there doesn't seem to be this other possibility out there. The only other thing that could possibly be out there is like Paul George Mm. with the Clippers. But I'll ask you this. Would you rather have Jalen Brown or Paul George? Like, like I don't really, I don't don't. really want Paul George at this point. Like if this team is going to be Paul George and Dayron Sharp. Yeah. Like just right with our two guys together. Like I don't really want that. There's a recency bias there for sure, but like you know, after going to the finals, compared to where Paul George or Paul George, Paul George has been for the last um, couple of years, there's there's just a lot more evidence for like Jalen Brown at the moment to to be more desirous of him. Um, that's not to say like you know we people I don't know. I, I really. No, I think it's pretty obvious that you want Jalen Brown in that situation, I guess. I'm trying to talk myself into it, but I don't think it's there. No, yeah, Paul George is amazing, but what future do you have if Paul George is then the star of your team and whatever you trade Kyrie or if you keep Kyrie? Like, I mean, I guess it, in your mind, if you had Paul George, Kyrie Irving, and Ben Simmons actually playing basketball, like, sure. But yeah. what a weird team that That's would a weird, be. What a, That's a weird, weird team. vibes team that would be yeah. on every level. A little bit um, of that leadership quality does those um, sort of fringe traits. Like Jalen Brown seems to exhibit that at least, which is uh, we're in need of, you know, it's hard. It sucks to be like the, you know, media guy who's like, we need leadership. But, I, you know, it is kind of there. Yeah, I, I, I will be uh, I would be remiss without mentioning that. Uh, Jalen Brown and Kyrie Irving are somewhat connected to Donda Sports. Wow, mm-hmm. I sound like such an old guy that I know how to say yeah. Kanye's sports agency. Mm-hmm. And someone was tweeting out the photo of like Kanye, Kyrie, and Jalen Brown all meeting like uh, from like weeks ago, and they were like meeting in a parking lot. <laughs> and I'm like, they're like <laughs> meeting of the minds, and I'm like, they're in a parking lot in L.A. Like it's not. It's not quite when like clutch goes to a club and there's like velvet everywhere. <laughs> Did they? And there's like this awesome photographer. It's like they're just like outside. Is it a big a parking, parking lot? lot. Is, it, is it like a Walmart parking lot? Like with a, a it big looks one? like a Seven Eleven parking lot. Wow. To, like if I'm going to be very honest, so, I don't. I don't know if it's like the creme de la creme of sports agencies <laughs> at the moment. But um, what's the nicest parking lot out there? Who's got a nice one? Ooh, well, Harris Teeter. I don't know if you have. I know you don't really have Harris Teeters where you are. I don't even Harris know. I've never even heard of that. Harris Teeters. Yeah, it's a grocery store, and they've got some nice parking lots. Do they've they? got like all the spaces for all the different types of people, like handicap, of course, uh, families with young kids, spa- specific spaces mm-hmm. for them. They got plants. Uh, veterans. They got any huh? plants out there? Like planted little potted plant things? Oh, of course, yeah. of course. I mean, right. there's some natural shadiness right there. Um. <laughs> Let me ask you this, okay? I, I mean, we, we we agree. I mean, part of why Brian and I haven't been botting as much, I think, is because we're of the same mind of that we think Kevin Durant's going to be back. Yeah. We don't know about Kyrie. We're not sure how Kevin Durant feels about Kyrie Irving right now. Yeah. It's actually, this is like the hardest time to talk about the Nets maybe ever, just because there's so many like very unknowable and it's mostly about like there's nothing basketball related happening here. It's this kind of, you know, extended soap opera um situation and it's just like it, we've already had the conversations like how it's like we're stuck on days of our lives you know season ender and we're just still talking about what's happening next season you know it's t- <laughs> who's who hasn't been there who can't relate it, 
I will say there's a lot of theories out there on Twitter about why this Celtics story came out. And most people seem to believe that it's based on the fact that the Nets are trying to create a bigger market for Kevin Durant by putting out specifically, we could get Jalen Brown right now, Mm -hmm. that it should create urgency for teams like the Raptors and Pelicans, Peter S. Goodman, chief uh, global Mm -hmm. economics correspondent for the New York Times. Uh, tweeted this out specifically to us and other people have as well. Um, so I, I I see that angle. I recognize that angle. I just don't know if like Masai in Toronto and I don't know enough about Dave Griffin to like understand how he handles that sort of pressure. But like the Pelicans just really haven't been in the rumors. So I'm not that vexed. Yeah. Can I tell you something completely unrelated? Well, let, let me, let, let's put a, a bow on this conversation. If you woke up on Friday... And here's the deal. Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, two first-round picks, unprotected, a pick swap in between, and they say potentially one. I'm not even going to put in another rotation player for Kevin Durant. So it's ultimately three years of control for first-round picks. Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart. Is that... Is that you, doing know, it I, you? you know what I don't like about it is that it, it doesn't solve like I want something that solves all of our problems and questions. Like I want a, a whole resolution or a non-resolution because like this still situation with Kyrie that is completely untouched in this in this conversation. Like it doesn't it doesn't move the needle enough for me to know what our actual future looks like. So like in general, in terms of like trade packages, I don't like I don't love it. I don't hate it. It's it seems like. It's a bad time to be trading Kevin Durant, which great, good for us. Um, <laughs> but, but uh, it, yeah, for me, like I just don't. I want to wholly know what our future looks like, or not at all. But like, just kind of like having this Kyrie Irving like hanging Chad situation is just so um, feels hopeless. Feels a little not hopeless. I don't know. It just feels like this like big lingering question that I just want. I want figured out. I think it's because we not, neither of us really want Kyrie on this team anymore. Could be, could be that because because he wants to be here. I mean, someone on his team, basically his stepmom, spoke with Brian Lewis and was like, "Kyrie doesn't want to get traded." Let me tell you this for for everyone who wants Kyrie to get traded, which is a perfect segue. Thank you, Brian, for that. Mm. There's one. There's a couple of Kyrie trades that have been floated out there. There's the there's the Lakers one, which involves Russell Westbrook, and it has to probably be a three team trade because Kevin Durant does not would not want to play with Russell Westbrook. Now, I will ask you this quick thing. Mm-hmm. If the Nets had Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown, would you be okay taking a year of Russell Westbrook then? Like meaning if they completely blew it up, would you take would you take, you know, <laughs> Yeah, um, that's a funny team. Russ. Um, <laughs> so the team would be Russ, Marcus Smart, I guess Joe Harris, Jalen Brown and Ben Simmons as your starting your starting five or Seth Curry. Yeah. Um, because I, I will say we are under the mindset that like Kevin Durant is on this team if they trade Kyrie. But let's say Kevin Durant is traded. Would you accept a year of Russ here in Brooklyn? If it meant that you got rid of Kyrie and you got two first round picks. I'll say this. I actually prefer that scenario to just just one or the other. Like if we're going to trade Kevin Durant, I want to immediately trade Kyrie Irving. That's what I want to do. And so yes. in, it's sort of an either or situation for me. Like if, if so, then this, um, cause I don't want to just trade one half of them and especially the half that I think is 
both better at basketball and, you know, better at building a team around, which is Kevin Durant. So I'd, I'd much rather do the wholesale or none at all. That's, that's, I guess what I would. So in, so in a way, I think my answer is yes, which is crazy to say, <laughs> but yeah, I think oh, so. There, yeah. There, I did see someone say, maybe it was also Brian Windhorse that like the Nets know that they can't have Ben Simmons and Russell Westbrook on the same team because you couldn't, the, he didn't add this, but I think the implication is the personalities between the two are so dramatically different is that and what they, also that's the, that was like, that's the implication was like, they just don't, they would not, vibe, they wouldn't be friends. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, it would be so, I mean, because you have one guy who like, who, while he has massive flaws is like the biggest hardo in basketball, like yeah. goes as hard as possible. It's Russell Westbrook is who I'm talking about. And then you have Ben Simmons who refuses to play basketball. I think of like Ben Simmons as maybe like his brand could be, he could lean into the sort of obsequious part of him of himself and just sort of let Westbrook steamroll the situation potentially. Although that would kind of butt up again. Because like, Ben Simmons, like while he has his flaws in basketball, it's not for, it's not a lack of effort. That's the problem. I mean, it's a lack of um, trust in himself, maybe, Mike, I could say. Uh, I think it's a lack of, I think not playing is exhibit. But when he plays, it's not an issue of like of he's effort. like. I mean, is the is the complaint that he's like disinterested and hard to like motivate while he's actually on the floor? I mean, I know that he has. You know, we've all heard the memes about him not shooting and all that, um, which I guess is a, a. You could squint and say that's a version of that, but um, I don't I think know. it has to do with it would piss off Russ so goddamn much if there was a guy like Ben Simmons on his team that it would be it yeah. would basically force Ben Simmons back into his turtle shell, but. <laughs> Oh, from a NBA 2K, I forgo threes and just like driving into the paint yeah. vibes. That's my team. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and I will say, so like, let's say in this scenario that the Nets picked up two first round picks and a swap from the Celtics, and they picked up two first round picks from the Lakers. You know, you're building that war chest. You are building that war chest for star number whatever, and you know. Josiah isn't above probably taking a year of Russ thinking, I don't know. This is really disgusting that we're even talking about this because I am very much anti-Russ for the most part, unless if your team is like outside the playoffs and you think the one year of Russ can get you there. I have a fun trade for you. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, the things we hear about are the Russ for Kyrie. And trust me, everyone is going to hear this. They're not going to be like, oh, my God, Mike solved the Nets problems. And I understand that. But I, I don't know if people fully understand how toxic Kyrie is at this moment. Mm. I believe the Nets are trying to get rid of Kyrie Irving. I believe that the trade market for Kyrie is so minimal mm -hmm. that it's only the Lakers deal, which is really offered to them. I really don't think there's another team in the NBA that wants one more, just one year of Kyrie. The one team I think that could be interested is the Utah Jazz. Mm. Because if they trade Donovan Mitchell, which it seems like they're going to, and Donovan Mitchell will secure a bigger return than Kevin Durant seemingly will if the Nets trade Kevin Durant, that means that team, the Jazz, are completely tanking. They have on their team a guy named Mike Connolly, mm. who, if you look up his stats, no one's going to be very thrilled about it. But of course, he's a, a veteran point guard, known known good dude, mm -hmm. known good vibes bro, who um, shoots forty percent from three. Mm -hmm. You know, can can score a little bit, can handle, dish, all that fun stuff. Older, mm. I admit, older, wiser, wiser. 
He has two years left on his contract. Kyrie has one. You are literally trading Kyrie, not because of how great he is, and he is a great player. You're trading him because of his contract. Mm -hmm. And if you're the Jazz, you take Kyrie's contract, you dramatically change your, your future going into next season because you will have literally no contracts on your books. Not literally, but you won't have Mike Connolly's big contract. You could maybe even, if you're the Nets, be like, let me go to Fanspo and see exactly what kind of deal I can get with this. Mm-hmm. Could this be a return return of Boyan Bogdanovich? Well, our guy? I don't know. True Probably boy? not. Probably not. But but if you're if you're the Nets and it's like Mike Connolly and Malik Beasley, who also has two years left on his contract for Kyrie, you could spin that as we just got a little deeper. Mm-hmm. We have an actual point guard who's not a a. Uh, What's okay. a good word for Kyrie? <laughs> um, I don't know. That's choose a word. You choose. A, you choose the word. Complicated. It's like, what's a complicated the, person. A complicated person. Yeah. Right. You have a and Mike Connolly again, known good dude. Malik Beasley, I don't think is actually known to be a great guy, but but his fantasy you know, numbers are great. He had a great season. Fantasy numbers are great. And too long you ago. you could take Malik Beasley and you could flip him or Joe Harris. Or then you have like a bunch of shooters that you can decide, oh, we'll flip them for something else, right? Yeah. Not so, so it's I not really the sexiest, like, but it's not terrible. It's not terrible. I think it's like the one of the few possibilities out there because there's going to be motivation from the Jazz to cut money off their books going yeah. into, I mean, they're tanking. They are clearly tanking. If they trade Donovan Mitchell, they're done. They want to get the, at a top four pick. Yeah. They're going to do everything they can. And if, and then you look at it as a purely as a financial transaction. If you're the Jazz, you're like, well, and Danny, of course, Danny Ainge is there. Do they do? And then we get the delicious idea of Kyrie Irving Mm. in the center of the of the LDS Church. Yeah, and that's like it was always it was always headed for this. You know, it was always here. Yeah, I think it isn't he. Wasn't he Mormon at one? Honestly, I, I don't. I mean this. Seriously, at one point that I don't know. I think he grew up Mormon. I don't. I, and I apologize if I have that incorrectly. I, though, never why should that. I apologize for that necessarily? <laughs> yeah. It's something to apologize for. I mean, um, he's, he's a citizen of the world, Mike. So it's it's definitely not off the off the table. I could see him really enjoying like the salt flats. Oh, you yeah. know, racing I mean, the whole like. I mean, Utah would be a great place for him. There's a lot of people, you know, moving out there for the hashtag freedom. You know, yeah. It feels it feels like Kyrie could really bond with that area. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So it's just and then the other ones like you know that to me there's obviously then the, the, the Heat trade with Kyle Lowry and who knows, but I, I'm just throwing that out there. I want people to be aware that if the if the Jazz that's why you should root for the Knicks to trade for Donovan Mitchell because then, it means that then, Mike Connolly is it probably initiates the, the fire sale. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. And again, I say Malik Beasley if the Nets could. Swing for Boyan Bogdanovich. Would you be excited to see Boyan back in Brooklyn? I mean, who who isn't excited for that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mike, thank you so much for carrying this show. Um, <laughs> despite your Lyme disease, your advanced Lyme disease, you really did a great job. And I forgot everything about basketball. Um, but where can you find us? You can find us on Twitter at BKGlueGuys, NetsDaily.com. We're there too. And The Athletic. If you want to get behind the paywall at The Athletic, go to theathletic.com slash glue guys. We are a subsidiary of the New York Times. <laughs> Do you have that tattoo uh, on your ribs yet? 
subsidiary? It was exactly where my tick bite was, but the tick uh, chewed <laughs> off. The no. Ink. Damn. It's, it's bad. Anyways, um, thanks, everybody. What a great episode. Yeah, hey. great episode. <laughs> Talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye.